0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: General Quarters, Security Condition 3. GQ, Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ3, Intruder
2: Alert. Oh, I'm going to make everyone think Intruder Alert tonight. Hi, good evening. Welcome once again to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast, with more celebrities in the inauguration, some say. And... I just want to say thank you, first of all. Oh, yes, I am your host and cruise director, Madam Perry. You can call me Jennifer Perry. Or in uh, England, I'm J-Mod. But I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much to everyone because you've been been down and sharing with friends, obviously, and just giving me um, such good numbers that I can continue to get excellent guests to bring to you for your entertainment, for uh, for you to learn new things, learn about new music, books, all kinds of stuff. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we had Hal Herzog, who is an um, anthrozoologist, talking about his book, Some We Love, Some We Hate, Some We Eat, about animals and our unusual relationship to different types of animals, and why or why not we love to eat some, Hate some and love some, and who knew zo? Who knew that a anthro, or an anthrozoologist, could be so funny? But Hal Herzog was an absolute riot. Also, we had Doug Stenson last week talking about his job when he was just 17 years old, ended up as an intern in the Nixon administration during Watergate, and that is one of the funniest books um, I-, I have read. So uh, we can't way to have him back. In fact, that's been an extremely popular show. But you know what? I promised you something else super fabulous tonight, and it is the man himself. He's a rock and roll hall of famer. You know him with all your favorite bands, and you know him as him, Ricky Bird. Uh, you know, whether you love him with Mot the Hoop, Joan Jett, whomever. The thing is, Ricky Bird is a real deal and he's got some great new stuff to tell you about and I believe he's stepping into Madame Perry's salon right now Mr. Ricky Bird come on in
1: I'm in thanks for the welcome
2: How are you doing tonight <laughs> well, How are you doing tonight I'm doing great how about you
1: Good it's getting uh, getting a little it's getting a little chilly here put the tree up today Christmas oh, it's getting it's getting close to Christmas I guess
2: I see. You have a big tree, you have a,
1: it's a big live tree. one? Yeah. No, not a live one, man. <laughs> I can't deal with all that stuff. No. There's there's a the tree you take oh, okay. apart. It's a big one, but you you know, you take it apart and you just put it up there and you put the ornaments on, it's it's ready to go. I like ready to go.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I, I mean I I the, if I lived in if I lived in the country or something like that and you could just go out back and chop yourself a tree then I would do it that way, I guess.
2: Not so easy to do in New York, is it?
1: Well, I mean, they, a lot of people do it, but I remember, yeah. uh, I remember we used to have a tree all the time like that, and then getting rid of it is is crazy. You know, you got to drag it downstairs, you leave it in front of the house and uh, in front of the apartment building, and wait for the garbage men to come get it. And there's there's <laughs> like pine, there's like needles all over the floor everywhere. And they can be dangerous too.
2: Yeah, and see, people don't think that that rock and roll superstars deal with this kind of problem like the rest of us, right?
1: Well, you gotta somebody's gotta put you. the stuff up. <laughs> somebody's gotta put the stuff up. <laughs>
2: you know? Yeah, that's true. It's, so true. It just course, seems so like so I, it just seems like
1: you. it came so fast this year. I feel like I just put everything Do away. You know,
2: I was thinking the same thing. Although now, of course, my mother, she loves her so much. She's decided just to start putting it in the corner and put a little, you know, trifold screen around it, and then it's ready for the next year. But uh, I
1: think we should leave I mean, but, stuff. I think we should leave the Christmas stuff up year round.
0: <laughs>
1: okay. It's a, yeah, it's a time saver. It makes the neighborhood look pretty all the time. You know, just leave it up. What's the point of taking it down?
2: You know you're right because there seems to be some sort of a sadness afterwards when everything is like and then the little tinsel on the street that gets doesn't get picked up and and the the tree. you know how depressing going from such joy to such blah so I I think you got something Ricky I think you really got And then something you got and again. then you
1: got nothing there's nothing until Easter I mean there's like this whole spot of you know reality where there's nothing really to look, kind of look forward to celebration wise until Easter comes.
2: And no. Uh, well, I mean, you know, It's the, like every year when baseball
1: season's over, I go into a mild depression because <laughs> I have to wait till April. Oh, oh no. Because that is the only sport I like, you know, it's the same thing. I think I say we play all year round.
0: <laughs> have you
2: do you ever play baseball? I mean, just get out with with your friends and get to play, or do you have a place where uh, you can not do that? No,
1: nah, the last time I played um I I mean, I grew up in the Bronx, so I grew up right by Yankee Stadium. You could actually see into the stadium from our kitchen window, and um i was a you know I was a ball player when I was a kid, like we all were in in like the Bronx and all the boroughs in new york and um i got i i kind of about when I turned like forty ish i think i i got re into playing again i mean i played i remember when I was out with Joan we played it, sometimes you would have a day off and you would play i remember we were on tour with aerosmith. And we had we were on a whole tour with them. I think it was the um, Pump. It was the Pump tour, if I'm not mistaken. And I remember we um, we were in one town for a couple of days, and Stephen like rented a ball field and a bowling alley, and we just we all hung out and we played ball. <laughs> I remember Jones sliding into me like cleats first. <laughs> I was playing second oh! base. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I always played. So, so I started playing again when I was around forty, and I tore my shoulder. Uh, so I had surgery on my shoulder playing. I mean, I was pl- I was playing leagues here in Manhattan when I was off the road, and um, and then the last time I played, which was must have been, I'm gonna say, 2005 maybe. I I broke my hand, and then I was that was it. I just put my <gasps> glove. I put my glove in the closet with the ball wrapped in it, and I said, "Okay, I'm just going to watch from now on." <laughs> oh no!
2: Oh, that's because I play hard. You know, I was well, playing hard. Gonna... You know, like a... yeah.
1: What's that? Well, yeah, yeah. If was you're going to play, you got to play like a little it, kid, right?
2: Well, I was going to say when Joan slid into you and in cleats first. I mean, I hope she didn't get your hand, you know, in any way. I mean, if you were trying no, no, to no, scoop no. up a ball, no, and we she... were playing.
1: We were playing with oh, We were having like a, you know. I think we split yeah. the bands up and and we kind of had a fun game. I think I got pictures of it someplace, but she played for real so It
2: wasn't just black the Blackhearts versus Errol Smith. it was you no guys no no, divided I think, we, I to, think I no that she
1: was on the other side no we split we split uh-huh. everything up. We chose <laughs> upside, you know like in like in school, you know two people <laughs> the, you got the two managers, and they each pick somebody yeah it was like it was like playing volleyball when you were in school. Not volleyball, I mean um, dodgeball.
2: Kickball or dodgeball?
1: <laughs> yeah, dodgeball. That might
0: have been safer. <laughs> yeah,
1: and by the way, I didn't play with Mata well, Hoople. I played with Ian Hunter. Mata Hoople was when I was a little kid, Ian Hunter. when I was in, uh, like a teenager. I toured with um, – when I left the Blackhearts in 80, um, in 91, or, or some, somewhere end of 91, um, I immediately went into a record with Roger Daltrey and uh, like a radio kind of – radio and TV tour around America. And we did half the record here, and then we did half at Abbey Road Studios in London. And then, um, then I got a call from Ian Hunter, and I went out with um, him for a while. So that was post-Mathahupal. post I was only 16 oh, okay. when Mahupal was out. Sorry. <laughs> but they were one of my favorite bands.
2: Okay. Whoops. Whoops on. Sorry about that. But, uh, but hey, you've got so much going well, listened- on. Added,
1: you added like 20 years on me. That's all. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I didn't you mean. know, Ian Ian Hunter is out there touring right now and Ian is seventy eight years old and he's like the best rocker going. I mean he's out there he still he writes great songs. Every one of his records are great. He's constantly on tour. See, there's 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 no retirement in rock and roll.
2: But you know he's he, he was um I saw pictures of him when he was uh touring or two years ago in Atlanta, or whatever. he looks good he still dresses yeah. sharp
0: too.
1: He still looks good, and um you know he never i mean he was a, he never really had any problems um with yeah. uh, substance um, so you know that'll make you look better longer.
0: <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well
2: and so so I'm sorry about putting twenty years on you. I tell you what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh temporarily Remove blame them. that on our mutual friend Kaz, Castle Sultan, and say that Kaz told me that, but um until he catches up with me again and then
1: then I'll have to fess up. Yeah, Kaz. No, he he knows I play with Mike. I mean I played with Ian, not Mike.
2: <laughs> Ian <laughs> I know. I know. What is it about Cass? He seems so energetic. Um, he he had my husband and I backstage after the uh, the Todd White Night Show back in, in May mm-hmm. of this year. And and everybody else, you know, like Jesse, Greg, Chrissy Grass, Greg Hawks, Perry Prince, everybody else looks exhausted. And Cass is like, yeah, hey, how you doing? Come on in. Yeah, what's going on? I thought, what is this guy? What does he take, like extra vitamins or something? I don't know. I don't
1: know. He's got he's a lot just, of energy. Uh, he's just bubbly. We get along great Yeah We had a blast When we were on the road With um, with Joan When we were And that was like the um, oh. The late 80s Hate myself for loving you Era Of the Blackhearts So it was Joan Me Tommy Price And Kaz So me and Kaz We've been oh, yeah, friends that, that's... For years and years
2: Yeah That's what he said And he said that was a fun uh, Fun tour Fun people I guess that makes a big difference and speaking of good people, you know, here's my little segue: is yeah. you have got such a smoking hot new CD, the CD Clean Getaway, yeah. and it's like every song on it. You know, the first time I listened to it, all the way through. I, I think I told you, um, and and I told friends too. I uh, said I had things to do. I was out running errands, go to the post office, and I get it, and I get. I made myself miss – I had to reschedule things because I thought, I don't want to <laughs> get out of the car. And I know I've got the CD, so I can listen to it when I get back in, but you know, you got to just keep on. And there's only been a couple of other people that made me stay in a car and listen, and one was Ernest, the blue singer, Ernestine Anderson, the first time I ever heard her. I just couldn't get out of the car until I knew who that was. Cool. And uh, the, the other was uh, – do you know Ernestine Anderson? No, I don't. Yeah, listen to her sing. Never made From ad, out of Atlanta. Yeah, that's good. No, no, no. I don't mm. think she's from Atlanta. I, I'm not sure where she's oh. from. She might be from Chicago. But anyway. Um, but it's just that kind of a CD. And I said, everything – I mean, it's, it's you described it as just a solid rock and roll record. But, I mean, you deliver everything on here. You've got rock and roll. You've got some you've got ballads. You've got some Americana. You've got some rhythm and blues and soul. And there's one way I feel like you're even taking us to church on it.
1: Which I one mean, is it, Lighthouse?
2: It is a
0: – yeah.
1: Yeah, Lighthouse, yeah. Well, I had uh, yes. uh, Bobby uh, – no, Bobby played on Clean Getaway. That's right, Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Dominos. He played on Clean Getaway, the blues tune. The deal with this record is, um, uh, you know, it's a backtrack kind of. It, this is this this is a rock and roll record for sure. But it's um, I kind of uh, I did a a, a a record about recovery, you know, about addiction, the journey between addiction and recovery, uh, you know, and beyond. Um, and the reason I did it. Is um, well. First of all, I've been you know on the other side of those tracks for thirty plus years now. I've been clean and sober, so that's that's a plus. Um, that's why I, I yes, look so good is. at sixty-one. That's why I look so good at sixty-one. All
0: right.
1: But. um <laughs> But um. Did you, you say
2: forty-one?
1: No, I said sixty-one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> as
1: long as we got all, uh, I got all my hair, and it's white, but I got all my hair, so that's a good thing. Um, and it's still standing up like it was when I was 20. Uh, it looks so, good. So for the last five years or so, I've been um, taking this batch of songs that you know that's on the record, and um, I w- I've been going into treatment facilities around the country with my acoustic guitar, and I've been playing for the ladies and gents in there. And um, I got such a great response from them. Uh, you know, the songs, uh, they were very carefully written, uh, they were written by an addict uh, for addicts and alcoholics, you know. An so, so I know what I'm talking about, and um, I'm just trying to spread the message of recovery and and, and try to show people that um, there's a whole wonderful life once you put down the stuff, once you put this down, you know, and move on. And um, so, so I've been doing these things for like five years, and every time I finish one of these groups, they would all they would all like kind of line up. I would sign stuff and they would say where do we get this music? I got to take this music home. I mean, where do I get this? So, I kind of procrastinated for like 2 years. I kept saying, yeah, I'll do a record, do a record. Finally, I just said I got to do something. So, um I did one of those online music campaigns and I raised the money and I just I did the record. So, I started it last February. Uh I mean, February 2017. I finished it in August, I think. Then I had to do the cover and the whole bit. It came out October 20th, and I'm, I'm really getting great reviews. I mean, not only from people that are uh, struggling with uh, substance abuse disorder, or, but people in recovery. And then there's people that are just rock and roll fans that just they kind of they groove into just the music of it, um, and they appreciate what I'm doing. And the deal is I'm giving it away to the uh, patients, when I, to the clients, they call them, uh, when I go to these treatment facilities. Uh, so I give them away and I'm selling them so I can afford to give them away. So that's the way that's the way, that's the way that's that's, uh, working. Um, and you know, back to your point, because it wasn't really, I mean, it's a Ricky bird record for sure, but uh, it's like, I'm not trying to get into the billboard hot 100 or anything like that. So it's not like I'm, I'm trying to say anything, uh, particular about myself, as a as a musician, so it gave me the freedom to be able to jump around genres. So like what you said, there's like a blues tune, there's like some soul music, there's a little Americana, you know, there's um then there's straight up rock and roll. There's like a Chuck Berryish kind of song on there and
2: yeah, all kinds of good yeah, yeah.
1: stuff. You know, so so that gave me the freedom to be able to jump around. Cause I I'm I'm not trying to I mean I'd love to get some airplay and stuff. It'd be you know, nice to sell tons and tons of them. But um I don't I didn't have to stick to sort of like okay this is me and this is what I sound like and I I got to stick to what I do. So uh, I'm a little all over the place but it's it all stems from you know rock and roll and the blues cuz that's where I come from.
2: Uh, if, oh, just a minute. If you're listening live tonight, I am talking to Ricky Bird, and if you want to call in and talk to him about his new CD, Clean Getaway, or uh, yeah, call in the Clean Getaway Foundation. Please call in. The number is six four six seven one six nine nine two two. Toll free number in the continental U.S. And I have a call now, and I think this could be from Chicago. Come on in and welcome to Madame Perry Salon. I think you've been here before.
3: Uh, yes, I have. Hey, how look. you doing, man? Is that the Hello movie? there. How you doing? I'm doing pretty uh, you good. You got to introduce this myself, is... or <laughs> I'm a little awkward at an introduction, yeah, this is... so I'm not quite sure where I'm... to go from here.
2: I'm... Okay, I know this voice. You're the animator Peter G from Being uh, mm-hmm. Cool, am I right? Yep,
3: that's me. Yay!
2: Okay.
1: Nice to meet you, Peter. <laughs> nice meeting you too. Good to talk to you. You too. Um, you have a question? You have interview. anything you want to
3: throw well, out there? Jay, well, I had I a couple of questions. I just didn't want to like step on. Uh, I didn't want to step on Miss Perry's toes or anything like that with the interview. Not at all. Uh,
2: not at all. You
3: know, uh, it's
2: well, a warm, it's a warm and friendly place here.
3: <laughs> well, I, I guess, uh, I guess my first question is kind of like um, I, I listened to a lot of Alice Cooper, and he had talked about how he's been he's been dry for for decades now and he says he gets uh calls from other from rock musicians nowadays who say Mm -hmm. they want to know how he kicked it and do you find you have uh you have uh musicians on the scene now that are reaching out to you
1: saying this is getting out of hand i got to do something about this what do i do how do i help people always they filter people to me now because they know i mean i'm not anonymous you know like like my recovery is is well talked about um I, I my logic is uh I had uh, no problem being very uh, public about my um, stumbling around back in the day. So um the fact that uh you know I've been clean over 30 years now. Um I think it's a I I like to, I, I like talking about it, you know. And and I'll tell you why. Like I have people come over to me and they'll say, "Man, I grew up on your music and it's you know, I got a brother that's struggling. It's so great to, or somebody in my family, and uh, it's so great to hear that you've turned the corner and, you know, you could still go out there and have fun and be a rock and roll guy and you don't have to drink and drugs. So, I think um, to me it's a positive thing. Um, yeah, I I I like talking about it. It's part. I mean, it's a it's a major part of my life. You know. Um, it's, it's, uh, just like drugs and alcohol were a major part of my life. So, 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 uh, you know, this is, this is a big thing. And I do a lot of stuff in recovery, like part of the responsibility of being, um, in recovery when you're blessed to, to cross over to that side, uh, and get on the good foot as James Brown used to say, is to kind of reach back and pull somebody Mm -hmm. else out that, that asks for help. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a, there's Mm -hmm. a huge, 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 um, opioid epidemic right now i mean it's the worst drug epidemic in american history so my anything i can do my little part through music that's why i did this record um i started a nonprofit called clean getaway uh, if you go to cleangetaway.nyc you can read all about what we're going to try to do is if we could raise like you know big funds then we're going to uh you know we want to take stuff around the country kind of like um uh it, you know the centerpiece will be music whether it's just me or me and a couple other acoustic things or a full all-star band and we want to have events where we um have it's it, they'll be like about education awareness prevention is huge trying to stop people before they even start is really the best way to stop this at least you know cut the head off the snake as they say is you get people to stop to not start um and and um uh, yeah prevention education awareness and then you know, uh, like I said, just to show people that you could have a great time and and do it uh, clean and sober. So that's what I do now. You know, that's 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 my thing. And you know, there's a funny Alice you know, Cooper to... story. Did did he talk about this when? Because I got to play with Alice a couple of times. Oh wow, and, um, wow! Yeah, we did. You know, I do a lot of benefits and charity stuff. Like uh, I'm always like part of like a band, like an all star band. You know, so I, I I'm not really in a in a band, like I don't go out and tour. I'm not, I don't have that kind of thing. I'm not always out there, but I'm always part of these things around the country where it's like for different charities. So it's so it'll be like me and maybe Liberty DeVito from Billy Joel's band, and maybe like Willie on bass. Or I mean, it's it's all over the place, you know. Um, and we have and then we back up a couple of uh, people like Alice and I mean, we did one thing. It was on one one bill. It was a treatment facility. It was a benefit for a treatment facility in Boston called Right Turn. So it was a really cool all-star band. And uh, it was Ace Freely and Alice, so we got to do all those songs. So Alice, Alice tells me a story. He goes, um, let's just say it was it was like, I don't know, a while ago when this happened. But he said he's in a room with Keith Richards, and uh, Keith comes over and he says, Alice? Uh, Alice says, yes, Keith? He says, I heard you've been like clean and sober for like, you know, 26 years or whatever it was back then. And Alice says, yes, that's true, Keith. And Keith goes, can I ask you one question? Alice says, sure, ask me anything. He goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> you know,
3: well, so. Well, I mean, I, can kind, I kind of understand uh, Richard's logic. I mean, I, I don't remember who it was, but there was a comedian who was, uh, he had dried out. And he said that every day was a struggle because he said, you know that when you wake up in the morning, this is the best you're going to feel because you can't touch the drugs.
1: So now, I see, that's an see- old Dean Martin. That's Dean Martin used to say that in his act. Oh, okay. He used to say, he used to say I feel sorry for people that don't drink because when they get up in the morning, that's as good as they're going to feel all day. <laughs> that's so, so, whoever told you that stole it from Dean Martin. <laughs> Yeah, well, I admit, there's a lot of theft when it comes to comedy,
3: I admit. But, uh, well, I mean, it's because it's I'm, a, I'm a cartoonist, so I'm kind of on the outside looking in when it comes to rock and roll. And That's funny because without... I'm a
1: cartoon character. Oh, really?
3: How do you do? Yeah. Who does your voice?
1: I'm pretty animated.
3: <laughs>
1: Aren't we all in our way? <laughs> yeah, Exactly.
3: but uh but things like i'm there was a movie called the decline and fall of western civilization that was showing rock bands it showed ozzy and alice and others and it showed some up-and-coming bands and just the dichotomy was interesting because the ones who had been around like alice and ozzy and that you know they were just you know regular people it's like yeah it's just a job and stuff like that while the younger bands were trying to get wrapped up in life and you could tell it was not going to end well it was it was a very hard documentary for me to watch
1: You know, uh, and I did see that, yeah, you know, the thing is, um, I bought into a thing when I was a kid, Um, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, you know, there was, it was like a thing, you know, Uh, and um, it's an illusion, really, Uh, uh, for most of the people, uh, especially the people that have this you know, a substance abuse disorder—it's—it's it's an illusion because eventually it may work for a while and it may be all fun and games until somebody gets hurt. You know, but it doesn't end well. I mean, David Cassidy just died like four days ago or five days ago. I mean, his, his liver—his, you know, his his liver stopped functioning. His his problems with alcohol are well talked about. I mean, it doesn't end well for anybody that has um, a substance abuse disorder, whatever it is. Because um, you can't get enough. That's the problem. See, one is too many and a thousand is never enough, as the saying goes. Mm -hmm. So being a kid growing up wanting to be a musician, I mean, all my heroes uh, when I was a kid, whether it was in comedy. So Richard Pryor, John Belushi, Lenny Bruce, you know, where they find Lenny Bruce, man, in a bathroom with a spike in his arm, right? Mm. Uh, my uh, movie stars, you know, Errol Flynn. Errol Flynn was cop and heroin on freaking Sunset Boulevard when he was in his fifties. Uh, cop and morphine, probably back then. Um, uh, people like, uh, uh, let's see, um, my my authors, right? Uh, William Burroughs, uh, Robert Benchley, oh, yeah. Dorothy Parker. You know, Dorothy Parker died uh, in one of the smartest. Funniest, most sarcastic writers we ever had in America, and she died from pills mm-hmm. and booze. So, and and the, you know, the musicians, like I looked up to these. Every when you looked in rock magazines when you kid, everybody looked like they were having such a great time. But uh, we all wind up in that hotel room at four o'clock in the morning, trying to navigate from what we just took. You know, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who you are. So, my thing is like, listen, if you can, if you're a social. Uh, like I have a 16-year-old, you know, and these days I try to instill in her the fact that this is not the time to be trying anything anymore. It's not 1973. They're lacing pot with this stuff called K2. People are taking one hit and they're freaking winding up in the emergency room. Uh, They're putting uh, fentanyl in everything. Uh, Opioid uh, pain relievers, uh, Oxy, is killing like 175 people a day, from overprescribing uh, for for injuries or what 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 have you, medicine cabinet leaving pill your parents leaving medicine ca- uh, pills in the medicine cabinet. So th- it's a different, a whole different time than when I was a kid. You know, when I was 13 and I smoked a joint with my friends for the first time, everything was all innocent. But these days, it's it's way over the edge right now. And I suggest anybody that's never started to try to find a way to enjoy life without doing anything. But with that said, if you're the kind of person that go out, you know, can go out to a bar, um, after a hard day's work and have a Heineken or two or, or, you know, a shot of whatever you're drinking and then you go home and you're responsible and you feed your kid and, and, you know, do help them with their home and go to sleep. Like God bless you, baby. That wasn't me. You know, there were two different people. There are people that could now and then have a a drink and then there are people that are alcoholics and Mm -hmm. then there's problem drinkers are in between that's a, a third category so there you go it's like not everybody has this disease as they call it and um uh but there's a lot of people in the music business but there's a lot of people in the garment industry and and if you read anthony bourdain's book about chefs it's you know it's rampant, from the book. It's rampant in the in the uh, food world. It's everywhere, man. It's in every school. Nobody wants mm-hmm. to feel. Everybody wants to be numb, comfortably mm-hmm. numb, right? Mm-hmm. Didn't mm-hmm. Floyd say that? Mm-hmm.
2: That's right. So
1: my little part is yes, I do my best talking through music. So I did this recovery record, um, and um, I could tell. Well, I, I knew before I did it because I do these treatment facility music groups. I know how it's helping, because I always tell them at the end, it's like, dude, I'm easy to find. You tell me how you doing. Find me on Facebook. I get all these mm-hmm. uh, messages on there. Yeah, I got six months clean, and, you know, I remember this song you did, and I remember that song. You That's why I had to do this record. So, like I said, I give it away. Um, I, I bring a batch of them every time. I just was at a place yesterday. I gave away another, I think, 65 or something like that CDs. I did a sober house I went to. Um, And the way I can afford to give them away is I'm selling them to the general public, so I could take a percentage of that and and put it, A, into uh, my nonprofit Clean Getaway so we could maybe do these outreach programs we want to do, and also I could buy another batch of CDs to give away. And you never know, man. If it helps somebody, you never know what you say or do that's going to keep somebody from dying.
2: And you've got a special package right now, too. And also, I'm going to give one away to a listener. Um, well, your people know that I'm getting this to give away, Ricky, your people. It okay. sounds so cool. And um, Do I have people? I didn't know I had people you got people, baby. You got You got people you don't even know. Your pay you know what? Your people got people. That's how big you are. And so oh, you crap. got a special deal with this clean getaway Sounds Sounds like a lot of responsibility. <laughs> I know it. I know it. But hey, as long as you look good, you can handle it. And you look good okay. and you sound good. And that's another thing. My God, this C D is you got all stars on it. You are in excellent form. Your voice, everything about your voice, uh, your tonation, your sound, your pitch, your attack, everything in there is is perfect, yeah, I and so that. and plus, oh my gosh, and, and so do and so do I on the listening end too. I mean, it's a, it's it's just a perfection. So, uh, but you've got the CD. Oh, and here's one more thing I gotta say, and I don't know. I guess what? this is just a testament to your to your talent as a writer, is that when I sat down thinking about um, it's going to be a CD about uh, geared toward recovery, and
0: mm-hmm.
2: every song, you know, is in the theme. Okay. But no two songs are alike. Everything's got a different style, a different angle. You've got a different voice. And sometimes it's like you're speaking to a little bit of a different audience, like the one you know, talking to a kid. And um, everything is a little different. Because, um, so and, and so the, deal, that, really, the,
1: the, the deal with that is the subject matter for the record came from the music groups that I lead. Uh, we would have these conversations. I'd have conversations with the the clients there. And and they would one would talk about um, you know he'd be like man this is like the fifth time I've seen you in this treatment facility I, I keep relapsing so I went home and I wrote a song about relapse and that's Addict's Prayer that's on there um, I was I was in a car I was in a car heading to a, you know like a support group thingy and somebody on the phone said to me uh, man thirty years clean you still you still go to those places I'm like yeah and they said why is that I said because I I prefer waking up to coming too. And the person Mm. laughed and I went and my brain went, Oh yeah, that's a title. So I wrote it down and I, and that's on, and that's on the record. And so there's the answer to that question. It's like the subject matter came from conversations I had with these people. And then what I tried to do is, and and you you mentioned uh, the song about talking to your kid, which is called kid. And um, I wrote that with Mark Hudson, who also, you know, did a lot of stuff with Aerosmith. He was in the Hudson brothers when uh, back in the seventies, but, um, I said to Mark, I said, okay, so here's the deal. We got this record, right? So it's got a message to it, but I want to try to get some songs on the radio. So we, I'm going to do a cover song, which I did. I did Paul Revere and the Raiders' version of Kicks, mm-hmm. and, which is like one of the first uh, anti-drug songs in 1966. And then um, I said, I want a couple of songs that talk about what we're talking about, but don't bang you over the head with it. So I said, Let me write, mm-hmm. let's write a song about like me talking to my kid. So there's a line in there I ain't preaching I'm just reaching out to you. You know I I'm very careful. I I know from being a uh from being a teenager that nobody likes to be told what to do, right? So I'm trying to slide right. the message in before they know what happened. So that's why uh so so, so that's why you don't hear me there's no like just don't just say no to drugs. You know, I don't there's none of that crap on here. It's 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 You're just smooth it's explaining it explains what happens. It explains the consequences. Yeah. It explains what happens when you get clean, uh, and the life you lead. And there's a song on there called "Broken" is a place, and the line is "Broken" as a place. I've already been, so I ain't going back, baby. You know, and and that's the, I, I know from being one of these people. Uh, you know that has experience with uh, uh, re- addiction and recovery that you gotta have to um, you have to kind of soft pedal the message. Um, so yeah. they will be willing to listen and, and you know, keep an open yeah. mind. And, and, and basically what these songs are is I'm trying to hold up a mirror to the people out there that are struggling a little bit to say, look, this is us. See in these words? this is Doesn't this sound like you? You know, like I always start off my groups with Better Days, which is the second song on the record, and I always finish, I go, anybody hear themselves in that song? And they go, dude, you told my story. I mean, that's what I wrote these songs. Like, I you know, I bled onto the page. I was trying to like... I was trying to make it um, uh, identifiable by everybody, and um, it seems like I did it a little. You know, I th- it seems good from the, all the reaction I'm getting, and uh, there's some really great reviews on Amazon that people are writing about it. And, and and people that don't even have substance abuse problems. I mean, it's just a really cool rock and roll record. A lot of good guitar on there. Yes. Yeah. I I, I, I uh, indulge myself a little bit. You know, I got Paul McCartney's drummer from Wings, Steve Holly. I got. Bobby Whitlock from Derek and the Domino was played on one of the blues tune. I got like
2: Christine you know The
1: Christine Ullman. I got the <sighs> the Asbury Juke horns. Um, you know, I got uh, it's some good stuff going on in that record, Yeah. Uh,
2: you also got somebody else calling in to talk to you. And if you're listening live, the number is 646-716-9922 because I'm so happy to have Ricky Bird here in Madam Perry's Salon. So come on in. I think this might be one of I think this is one of our regular listeners uh on the West Coast. Come on in to Madam Perry's Salon. Well, thank you so much. It's
0: such a pleasure to be here.
2: I'm glad to have you here. Is this on uh, is this sounds like Andrea from the West Coast? Yes,
0: it is. Oh, absolutely. Yay. Your favorite friend oh. from California. <laughs> That's
2: right. You are. Say yes. hello to, to Ricky
0: Bird. Hi, Ricky. How are you doing? You sound Hi, inspiring. Andrea from the West Coast. Yes, how's how's, know, how's here?
1: California doing tonight, today? Oh, it's You're... just
0: groovy. I love it here.
1: <laughs> yeah, what's your, what's your temperature so, right now?
0: Oh, it's probably, it's actually pretty cool for California. It's in the 70s.
1: Oh, no, that's pretty – that sounds so, kind of
0: nice. Yeah, we're, we're getting a little weird, we're,
1: out here. Winter's sneaking up on us, man. It's starting to get
0: – Yeah, winter in California, you know, it's like, man, you might have to put on a sweater and wear shoes.
1: Yeah, I'm waiting for yeah. my leather jacket already.
0: Yeah, okay. it's amazing.
3: Yeah, winter <laughs> in Florida jacket. falls. I was going to say, winter <laughs> in Florida falls on a Wednesday this year. <laughs> weather, funny.
0: exactly. Yeah, we just tuned in to see if there will be weather. It was just beautiful today. Gorgeous blue sky, the sun, the clouds. Nice. But anyway, I was calling in just because I wanted to, well, I had so many questions, and the questions changed like three times as I was listening because I was calling in to ask Ricky. like, well, if you have kind of a boring life where, you know, how how can you imagine yourself into like a rock star type life? And then listening to all the stories about overdose and death and everything, I thought, my God, I've got to call my therapist and move up my appointment. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) then I started listening to the inspiring story of the album and how, you know, you can reach out and, you know, tell your story and literally help people get a handle on a situation like that. And then I remembered how I used to use... Quite a bit of drugs, like in the late sixties, early seventies,
3: which mm-hmm.
0: you know now i'm I'm boring I don't do anything like that, so which one do you want to answer first?
1: Uh, <laughs> give me one actually put one in the form of a question as they say on jeopardy
0: <laughs> okay. okay so um how do you you know Take you know, kind of a boring life and put some energy into it. It sounds like you're full of, you know, your your energy is just nonstop and and your creativity. I mean, you hear a phrase and you just get it down and go for it.
1: Yeah, write a song, well, put it
0: out there. You know,
1: that's what's cool. Where about Where does that being,
0: come
1: uh, from? Uh, well, everybody, you know, I truly believe that everybody in this world does something wonderful. Not everybody gets to that because of distractions of life. Mm. Uh, so whether it's being able to cook a delicious three-course, four-course meal, or getting under the hood of a car and taking the engine apart and putting it back together, we, we're all given something. You just the, the the trick with life is to to keep your eyes and ears open to to figure out what you're good at and 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 follow it. You know, don't be afraid to follow it. What is it? What is it? Is it a great saying? Um uh, oh, of course now I can't remember the great saying. So you just made this whole thing about all these things that I can remember. Uh,
0: <laughs>
1: so uh about it's not okay. taking chances. Like I like I uh I would I would rather take chances and fail than to, to just not take chances at all. Of course the the actual quote is a lot better than that, but you, you get the point. So, um I just I've been this guy like when I was a kid I started playing guitar when I was nine, you know, and um, I I could just pick up the guitar. And if I heard a song like a Beatles song on the radio, I could kind of figure it out a little bit. I'm not saying it was good, but I could figure it out. So that was I I figured out right at the top that that was something that um, I might be uh, put here for somehow. I mean, I I didn't think like that when I was Mm. nine years old, but and I just kind of followed it. So being a songwriter for all these years. I have that habit that when I hear somebody say something like in a crowded room or wherever I am and they say something and it's a great line, I, I kind of write it down on my phone, my notepad. And I go, because people say stuff, they don't even realize they're saying it. No. And, and um, I think the, I don't have the drive to be, well, I mean, I did, I did well, you know, and we got, I'm in the rock hall, so that's pretty cool for a kid from the Bronx. But that thing to like, like this record, like I didn't think, oh man, I got to get like this, it's got to be a top 10 record. I think like, I don't even think like that anymore. There's no carrot in front of me. Um, I do this because I'm a musician, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. if you're a musician, you play. And you know if you play if you if you're truly a musician, whether if you've played in front of a hundred thousand people uh your career's always changing. those days are long gone you know those Isle of rock and roll days um I get the same mm. kick playing in a blues band in front of thirty people in a sweaty joint in Manhattan you know than I did back in the old days it's the same- to me playing is playing you know so when I go to uh for example I'm playing a a place in New Jersey um, on Saturday. It's a record store, right? And it's really cool. It's like this, one of the last mom and pop record stores. And in the back of the store, they have a stage and maybe 60 people or something. And I sit there with my acoustic guitar and I, and I love it, man. You know? So this is what, this is what I'm driven to do. And each thing leads to the next thing. You know what I'm saying? Like you say, how do Mm -hmm. I keep doing it? It's like, I got this idea. I started playing these songs at treatment facilities, and then I said, "I got to record it." And now I recorded it. You know, I recorded the record. It came out October twentieth. I just wrote, I wrote two new songs already. I'm like, in my brain, I'm preparing the next volume two of this record. That's cool. What you do it's like a chef, you know. It's like, yeah, I cook yeah. this like this. Maybe the next time I'll add a little bit of this and I'll put some of that in there. It's mm-hmm. just, it's, um, you know, some people are creative, um. In in that kind of way, some people are creative, and in, in an, another kind of way, some people are amazing with with other people. They become social workers and they help the society like that. I mean, we're we're all here. We're, I believe we're all put here to do something, but we get so distracted with life, right? Amen. Sometimes
0: That's we, so never, we never we yes.
1: never we never find our we never find our mojo, which is a shame. But the good thing is, it's never, you're he's... never too old. You're never too old yeah. to find your mojo.
0: Yeah, because sometimes I think, I think I found it, but then I I don't know what happened to it. Or I got I think your word is great. Just distraction, you know. It Life seems like I Yeah,
1: that's that's it. Every day, there's always something, you know, whether it's having to pay the mortgage and having to do this or something. But you got to find time. Um, you know, especially people when they get they get married young and they have. You know, a bunch of kids, and they had all these ideas of of what they wanted to do as a career, and they never get to do it. You know, if 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 that's what's, if if you get the satisfaction out of the big family, then you're set. You know, but if you always have that aching inside you, you have got to find a way to do that too. Hmm.
0: Cool,
1: I a think quick, that's amazing life is, Yeah, life is a life is a quick movie, baby. You got to pay attention.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks. Yeah, and and I I think that your soul, so, so something you lose something in your soul if if you don't do what it is that your heart wants to do, or some kind of whatever skill you have. Like I said, whether it's like we said, taking something apart, put it back together, creating something different, whatever it is you do. Andrea, you do great work with dogs, I know, and you mm-hmm. also. Um, have been training with things like for uh, nonviolent uh, protests and preparing people for that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I think it's whatever's in your heart to do. You know, like Peter is, is a cartoonist, uh, an animator. But now mm-hmm. I also wanted to say, too, uh, just like, with Ricky, I wanted to read something. I'm not going to read who it came from, but I'm going to read something that was on the Clean Getaway. And just so you know, the uh, once again, the website is cleangetawaynyc.com, and it's going to be on all of my social media. And uh, cool. where Ricky goes to see the more, uh, we're going, clean, he's got this clean, great special going on too.
1: Cleangetaway.nyc is what it is.
2: Yeah. Oh. Dot. N Y C. Clean
1: getaway. Dot. N Y C. Yeah, um, and that's and my that's my nonprofit. He... But if you want to buy the record, you could get it at mm-hmm. Amazon. You can get it at iTunes. You can get it at CD Baby. Dot com. I need people to buy the record because it'll help me give. I mean, look, like, I want to give out thousands of these goddamn things. You know, I want to go to treatment yeah. facilities all around the country, play the songs, and say, here, baby, take this home, man. I hope this helps you out. But I need to be able and to special... to do that, so.
2: There's a special right what now, twenty five dollars. You get the the CD and the pic and the photograph. Ooh. And yes, sticker. and the
1: sticker. If you want to get it signed, you got to get it straight through me. So you got to because obviously the other stuff comes from stores, right? So you sure. go to pay, you use PayPal and you get mm-hmm. um, and you use my account, which is Chaos Pro K A Y O S P R O at aol All right, that's my account on PayPal. So 25 bucks, okay. and I'll sign it and I'll throw in all the stuff. And you know what I figured because it's the Christmas holiday now? In, in the Christmas spirit, I will, I'm going to throw in a copy of my last record that I, I have some left over. So i
0: oh I put out
1: a record in 2003. Another really cool rock and roll. That was a straight ahead rock and roll record. So that's the deal from oh now until Christmas.
2: And when you do that, you also give Ricky make it make it possible for him to give away more of these CDs to the ladies and gentlemen at the treatment centers. And one thing on the uh, cleangetaway.nyc website, uh, a person wrote in a testimony, "Hey Ricky, man, I just want to thank you. I saw you at a place in Tom's River, and your message really made me think. I want you to know, as I tear up typing this, you really helped me out. I'm fighting the fight, and you are sincerely an inspiration." Thank you for wow. your service, and that's just one of the testimonials on this site on CleanGetaway.nyc from people. So anything, or you could just go on that site and just make a donation. And if you just got, if you just feel led mm. in your heart to do that, just go ahead, because you know. And and listen, anybody that knows me, you guys have listened to my show, Peter and Andrea and my best friend mm-hmm. Kenya. Everybody that listens to me or knows me personally knows one thing: I am not a trusting person, and I don't care what the charity I, – I am not very trusting of people that ask me for money for charity or anything. There's only, uh, I think, two charities that I've trusted to give money to, and uh, one is my girlfriend, uh, Kenya. She works with the women of the NAACP, and I know her, so I know it's going where it's supposed to. And also, uh, this one, Clean Getaway, I, I, can, I know this is going – the money to go and this is well
1: i'll tell you too. I'm 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 very transparent about this like the, the the nonprofit if you go on there and read the mission statement and what we 're trying to do, I mean is we want to be able to take this around the country like I said. I want to get a tour bus that says have recovery'll travel you know go to high schools and junior high schools <laughs> ah. and treatment facilities and all kinds of joints and and just do stuff about and have information there. we'll bring along a professional in the, in the um, uh, in the world of recovery, to talk about what's going on, and it'll be educational awareness, prevention, and then the and then we'll play you know we'll play this these songs from the record, and there'll be tables set up where people that can go and um because everybody's very confused right now, where you know you can go for a pam- maybe a pamphlet or something like that, well treatment stuff and uh, so that's that's the that's the nonprofit and then and the record. Look, I'm taking a percentage of the record, and I'm going to and put it into the nonprofit, and I'm going to also use the money to to make up new ones so I can give them away, and then you know, and then I'm going to live on the rest of it, <laughs> you know, because mm-hmm. I got to pay bills too.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> well you should. Uh, but still, so it's all
1: very straight ahead, transparent, you know. Yeah. Um, we have to go to so we got to find some like uh, C- CEOs with deep pockets that say, "Yeah, man, I'm clean a long time. I want to help this." How much do you need, baby? It's like yeah, mm-hmm. just keep keep adding zeros to that. Throw it in there. I do think whole, we can work We'll do a on whole that. tour. I think
0: we can work. We'll we'll yeah. we'll do a whole
1: tour, you know. And um and the cool thing is, I know people all over the country, like these my famous musician friends. That hey man, I'm coming to Austin. Uh, we're doing a thing at the so and so. You want to come out and play? Mm. Yeah, sure. You know. So that's it. I'm just trying to do my part. You know. I mean, I'll tell you. You know, let's end with this. Like, I did a a, a benefit there's an organization called fed up. And so it was in DC and it's all about, it's, it's, it's all families that have lost people to this disease. Right. So, um, I, you know, put together an all-star band. We played outdoors in front of the Washington monument. I got there like a day early and, um, I came down to the lobby, with my guitar, sh- you know, slung over my shoulder to go to sound check. And there were like hundreds of family members milling about the lobby, wearing purple t-shirts up, uh, uh, set up T-shirts with pictures of their relatives that didn't make it because of drugs or alcohol. And it just crushed me to the freaking core. <laughs> yeah. And I started having conversations with them and said, yeah, my son, he had a football injury. Doctor gave him oxycodone. Uh, he gave him like too much. You know, he took too much. He got addicted to it. And mm. he went on to heroin and he died, you know, 20 years yeah, old. You know? And I was just like, so I was like, you know, we, this is serious business. You know, we got to take this. This is like twice as many people are dying than gun violence in this country from this. I mean, they're talking about it constantly on TV, so you know it's for real. And it's just getting. It's not going to get better. It's going to get worse before it gets better. So my thing, I'm I'm just a freaking musician. I just happen to be in recovery, so I'm just trying to do my part. And um, you know, I write some good songs. You know, I can play some rock and roll guitar, and hopefully, I could slip the message in there too without you knowing what happened.
2: <laughs> well, actually, I
1: didn't say there.
2: that because uh, when I was talking about, it, you know, you know, this, there's a theme to the record, and and I was, um, I think I was telling somebody today, I said, you know, it's like. It's just so different from what you expect. I mean, you expect a solid rock record, but it's just so different because it's not a preachy record. He does slip the message in while you're grooving, and, but you can't miss it. You know, it's like a, one of my favorite blues singers that come to town, and when I got the CD and I was listening to it on the way home, and it's like you get three songs on a row that start off, my man done left me, my man done hit me, my man done stole. You want to go, girl, get some self-respect. You know, all of these yeah. songs are exactly alike. Every one of them, mm-hmm. two in a row started with that line. My man done left me. Then the next my man girl, you guys can find a better man than that. You know, but whereas this is nothing like that. This is like every message comes in and in a groove. So it's and there's like oh, um, Wiggy, there's you humorous stuff on there. Too. Wiggy, there's, aren't a, you?
1: there's a couple of humorous tunes on there too because people with long term recovery can look back and say, Oh my god, did I actually do that? Um, so you know, I had to write some stuff like that too, because I didn't want to make it a, a completely serious, uh, you know, a serious album. And um, I, I, you know, I listen to it now and I go, yeah, yeah, we did a good job, man. We kind of we got the message on there. Hey, if, you know what? Somebody, did, a friend of mine, did. You know what a lyric video is, right? It's like the new thing where, um, yes, yeah.
0: you, know, you
1: have you have some like stills in the background, you have the song, and then the lyrics, which is great for this because I want people to see the lyrics. Somebody did a wonderful one for the last song on the record called Broken is a Place. If you go to YouTube uh, and put it in there, Broken is a Place or something like that, or my name, uh, it's on Facebook. Mm -hmm. It's on my Facebook page. It's just really stunning. Really good job. Just did it because. Loves the song.
0: awesome.
2: Hey. By the way, speaking of people doing cool things, I I said on Twitter I would give a shout out to to a very good friend of yours who every time I put something up about you being on here or about Mm -hmm. Clean Getaway, this man, I don't know what he does, but, but within five minutes of me posting anything about this, he's the first person to retweet it immediately, and that is your friend, the musician, actor, Michael DeBars. So thank you, Michael DeBars. I told you we love you, and I give you a shout out.
1: So my, my, mm-hmm. that's my brother from across the country. Yes, I love Michael he is. he's he's got a great he's, he's got a. He's, besides being a great musician and a great actor and a, and, a, and a pretty handsome, a handsome <laughs> stud, he's um he's got a really big heart and he's a really good soul.
2: Yeah, He certainly seems – I don't know him, but certainly, that's a feeling I certainly get from him. So before – because I want to close out with a song, uh, I prefer waking up to coming to, which is hmm. <laughs> a great line right there. Tell everyone again how to get CD Clean Getaway and what they can do to support this.
1: Well, you could uh, you could go to Amazon. You could go to iTunes. You yeah. could go to CD Baby, cdbaby.com if you just want to get the record. <laughs> If, but if you want it signed with a bunch of other bird swag in there, including uh, my last record, which I'm feeling generous, I'm going to throw that in there too. It's mm-hmm. um, uh, you go to PayPal and you use my account, which is chaospro at aol dot com. Uh, you could spell it out for them later. And um, it's 25 bucks, and I'll, and I'll send you the, the the new CD, the last CD. My brand new—I got some new clean getaway guitar picks, really cool black ones with the skull on the front. So I'll send one of those stickers. What else do I got? I don't know. I had buttons. I went through the buttons. I'll throw. Oh, and a signed eight by ten was of me smiling, oh, which is ooh. yeah, oh, which is different ooh. instead instead of making the rock and roll grimace. I
2: could so, feel that more to and, me and you, Audrey, than it does to Peter.
0: <laughs> I know Peter's not really saying much about
1: that. <laughs> I'm just Sorry, trying Peter. to be polite. But
0: we can dig
1: I am <laughs> just sitting You're over here.
3: That's
1: the deal. That's where you get everything, and and go on to cleangetaway.nyc. You could take a look at um, our nonprofit. Anybody out there listening that's, uh, you know, a mega millionaire that wants that's in knows about recovery in recovery has somebody that needs recovery and wants to really get behind a really cool organization. Read our mission statement and uh come on there and donate, and we're gonna do some cool stuff uh, you'll see what we'll, you'll see it well, on there it's it's the on there.
2: I think everyone What's today that? Is, is touched by it in some way I think everyone today with the prevalence of opioids, um the the dangers of, of the abuse and you know with with people being prescribed painkillers that keep going on whether it's dad or anything else heroin, everybody's life is touched by it in some way whether it's yourself oh yeah
1: it's to find or a family member or someone if, if you, you love. If you're not a mega millionaire, but you want to donate to Clean Getaway, um, please do because what you know to, to tour and everything—that's where we need like lots of money. But l- let's yeah. say this: like you donate a hundred bucks here, fifty bucks there. You know, we make up these T-shirts that say Clean Getaway. It's got the logo on it. It says Escape Through the Music, and then I'll give them away at treatment facilities too with the record. So like you know, people they wear them, get a little bit of like that connection with uh, you know how everybody loves T-shirts, right? Like your favorite band, yeah. right? So like, you know, get some of these people out at the that are that are struggling. Hey man, wear this t shirt, man. It's it's got superpowers, you know. And it's got superpowers
2: and it makes you look thinner.
1: Just yeah, throwing that okay. in from a woman's <laughs> point of view.
2: <laughs> I'm not re- I'm not responsible
1: but, for that. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. Hey, and also if I'm you I'm not aligned with Jenny Craig, baby. Remember, Okay, <laughs> I get myself in so much trouble. I should just shut up and let all you guys talk. So, um, you know, I'll have all the information on this. Also, I'm going to be giving away one, so you can message me if you want that. But let me tell you something: if, if you get this, you're going to want to get a set or CD for yourself, and remember, it's Christmas, it's,
1: holidays. Christmas. it's Hanukkah, Christmas
2: it's holidays, it's not too early to get one for Valentine's, for New Year's Eve, because you're going to want Ooh. to get something, this is a gift that you know somebody's going to say, hey, nobody nobody got me this, and this is what I wanted, so yeah, this will be the best gift of all, and not only that, you're given to your friend or your family, and you're given to these people that Ricky goes out and see, and I, you know what I love, what else I love, Ricky, I love the way What's when that? you go to a facility like this, you always mm-hmm. say it's for the ladies and gents. You don't say the people, the pay, anything. you say the ladies and gents here. You know, you show them the respect that everybody wants to have.
1: Hey, man, we're just uh, sick people trying to get better. I love you know, here, there, the way a lot you of keep... great, so, a lot of great. A lot of great people I meet at these places. And the toughest and they people they I meet, they blow- come over to me after I play Lighthouse and they go, Dude, you made me cry. I'm like, uh, that's a good thing. You're feeling. See, yeah, could, I, you know, yeah. before I, before I got clean 30 years ago, I spent 18 years chasing that feeling and not feeling. You know, so if you cry, that's a good thing.
0: Beautiful.
1: And with that, I'm, gonna I'm hang going up to so say I can good night. Break.
0: Yeah, I'm going to hang Later. up So the music.
1: I didn't it.